Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you're not in a sports betting state, don't worry. DraftKings has daily fantasy options on the DraftKings app, so make sure to check that out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you feeling on this lovely Sunday evening? Feeling fantabulous. My ankles are a little itchy from getting bit up by mosquitoes. My nose is a little stuffy because of allergies, but everything else is pretty fantabulous. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little tired, I'm not going to lie. Last night was kind of a yeah. long night, uh, and then I woke up not super early, but early enough to make me tired because I had to use the bathroom because we may or may not have had some drinks last night. And when you have your drinks, you know, other stuff comes with it. So we're not going to get too deep into that, but uh, (laughs) yeah, a a little bit tired, Um, but that's not going to stop us from doing an absolutely fantastic show. Uh, It might be a little bit of a shorter episode because Hey, in the NHL and you have the off season, Unless it's like 
the first day of free agency or the draft, there's not really much that has happened. So we got a little bit of news to go over. Uh, Chase is going to go over some rookie signings as well. But then we're going to talk about football. We just had a fantasy football draft tonight, and I think it went pretty well. I know you're happy with your team. I'm pretty happy with mine. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Talk about football in general because the first preseason games did just take place this past weekend. So a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But first, Chase, we got to talk about it. Joe Thornton, we said, hey, he might be going over to Switzerland. Not the case. He's going to be staying right here in the USA. Yeah, right here in our state, too, going to the Florida Panthers. Um, You know, I I saw a kind of funny tweet where Joe Thornton, um, you know, he's obviously looking to to try to win a Stanley Cup as he's been in this league for 24 years. Uh, But funny enough, the last two teams he signed with are the only two teams other than Seattle, of course, that have not won a playoff series in the 2000s. Um, So that's that's a bad bounce. But Florida is an upcoming team. We know that we, we obviously see him quite a bit. They got a good roster. Thornton could be a, a really good piece for that down the road. You know, he's going to be great middle to bottom six type center because he still has offensive ability. Uh, get him on a cheap contract, bring in a veteran presence, give the guy a chance to win. You know, good for him. Good for Florida, but still not better than Tampa. It's just like the situation we talked about. You know, they they want to go to a winning culture. They go to a place where there's no winning culture. And it's like, Facts. holy cow, do they request a trade? No, no. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's funny to look at for sure. But I'm sure Joe, Joe Thornton, even if it's not a team he truly believes can get it done, being able to stay in the NHL, I'm guessing that was his number one priority. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely wants to win. He wants to play in the NHL still. And it, it's... It's definitely like a good fit. It makes a lot of sense, so I'm sure he's happy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, let's talk about some of those rookie signings we were talking about. Go ahead, list them off, and then maybe talk about if any of them you think are going to have a big impact with their team this upcoming year. All right, so I'm just going to kind of rattle off a few of them really quickly. Uh, Fabian Lysel signs with the Boston Bruins. Brandon Clark signs with the LA Kings. Brennan Offen signs with the New York Rangers. Uh, Samuel Helenia signs with the LA Kings. Yanistro Moser signs with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Let's keep on rolling. Mason McTavish, Owen Zellweger, Sasha Pastorov all signed with the Anaheim Ducks. Samuel Tumala signs with the Flyers. Ataratu signs with the Islanders. Sebastian Costa signs with the Red Wings. William Macklin signs with the Sharks. Dimitri Kuzman signs with the Jets. Alexi uh, Hemosalmi, excuse me, Alexi Hemosalmi and Billy Quivenin both signed with the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's all the rookie signs that have happened thus far. Um, I genuinely believe that Aturati is going to come over and get an opportunity to like make the team. I don't think he's going to, but I think he's going to get an opportunity because he was once that level of talent. He's played, he played really good in the summer showcase after he got drafted. I think he might have a chance. Other than that, um, you know, Fabian Lysel is going to be coming over to North America from what I hear. I can't imagine he makes the team, but I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's definitely very unlikely. Mason McTavish is a maybe, but he needs to go back to junior. At the end of the day, um, you know, based on the guys that are signed so far, I can really see maybe, maybe, maybe Atarata gets a legitimate chance and then William Ackley gets a legitimate chance too. Everyone else is probably just on the outside looking in. Gotcha. And Sebastian Casa, the first goalie to get drafted in this past draft. You said he got signed, so that's a big name to look at. Uh, a name I wanted to talk about, though, was Sasha Pasajov with the, the Ducks. Wasn't he supposed to go play for Notre Dame? What's going to be happening now that he's under NHL contract? Is he going to still go to college, or what's that situation look like now? Yeah, so once you sign an NHL contract, you cannot uh, go to any NCAA university. doesn't matter if NILs exist or not. You know, that's not that's not profiting off your name. It's becoming a professional, and becoming a professional at, at the end of the day still voids your NCAA eligibility. So he's going to you know have a couple options. He can go pro, or he can go to OHL. The OHL is probably going to be the option he goes. He is an Oshawa Generals draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, you know, it, it makes sense that he could go there. Uh, if I'm not, mis- you know, like 
if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, it's right. He, he, is, a, he is a Michigan kid. He's played Michigan all his life. So, uh, you know, o- OHL hockey is pretty familiar to them. Um, I, I would have to imagine he ends up going to Oshawa. Maybe they trade his rights somewhere else. But he'll he'll end up being an OHL kid for sure. How often does this happen, Chase? Could like, is there a percentage that you could give me um, based on your knowledge where a kid will commit to a NCAA hockey team, but then when they get drafted, they decide to sign and and of course you're gonna have to add in the players that are like the Owen Powers and stuff, even though he was already with Michigan and stuff. But I'm sure there's guys that get picked very highly, and so they don't need to go to college. But how many? People, is it very often where guys aren't going to make it in the NHL right away and they still decide to decommit from NCAA and go play professionally? I mean, it happens. Um, I don't I don't really have a percentage. I'd say it's somewhere like 10% of the time if I just had to go off the top of my head. Um, it, it, it happens. Um, you know, a, a guy like Bodie Wild, as an example, he goes to the second round of the Islanders. Uh, he was supposed to go to U of M, maybe. Ends up signing in Saginaw. Um, House Pastor, you know, mentioned that's going to be happening with him. Uh, Cole Perfetti, he was a 16 year old when he was committed to U of M, but when he was drafted um, in the OHL, he went there instead. So, it, you know, it happens. It's just, it's just different, you know, types of development paths. Um, I'm not a big fan of honestly playing college hockey for a year or two. I think if you're going to college hockey, you should stick it out and, and just finish the three, four years because if you're playing that level, it's a different type of game. You have to develop in a different way. So go there and stick it out for three or four years at least. Um, but if you're going, you know, to major junior, that's a lot more of the pro style game. And that, that's a lot better for getting you suited for the next level. So, you know, I'm all for guys doing what they think is going to work best for them. I think Pastor Dolph's a kid that can legitimately play in two years. Um, it's going to take some work, but he is like far from impossible for me, that kind of guy. So I, I definitely can understand the move to the OHL. If you're not necessarily looking to take that next step in your schooling too, then it, it does make sense to go a professional route like juniors rather than, you know, stick it out through college when you're not really looking for that. So uh, don't know if that's the case at all, but uh, that that does make sense. Um, but Chase, we're going to hop into some football now because that's all the news we had hockey wise. Um, fantasy football had a draft tonight. We did a full PPR, super flex. I decided not to take a quarterback until I think it was round 10 or 11. There's only 15 rounds, so that was smart. But overall, I thought it was a pretty fun draft. Chase, what do you think about your team? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, you know, I, I have a fantasy pro subscription. They told me my team came in eighth. Um, I ended up getting guys pretty much where I valued them, if not at good values. Um, you know, like, for example, Corey Davis at, at the 11-3 pick, um, even if it is super flex. I think that's tremendous value. He should be the number one target in the Jets offense. I I love that pick. Uh, I got I'm really high on Mike Williams this year. So happy to get him in the eighth round. Um, and then you just if I go to my like main roster guys are gonna start guaranteed every week. Uh, since the super flex, we got Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Chris Godwin, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Allen Robinson. You know I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the stars. I think I got a very competitive team regardless of what fantasy pro says. Yeah, I agree. Screw fantasy pros. <laughs> Screw well, hold on, hold on. So here's here's how fantasy pros works. It's it's a it's a little little like wonky. So like just saying one through twelve isn't necessarily the case. Um, it gives you like a score system. Um, I don't know exactly how the score system works, but I, you know I know how like the ranges work, and we're all within a pretty close score of each other. So it shows we drafted pretty competitively. You know, like when I did mock drafts on on that site, um, there was a couple times where you know I would be like pretty far in the top two, or you know even sometimes one, or I'd be you know like in the middle, and then all of a sudden the computer would just have a significantly better team. But according to it, we were all pretty close. So really could have went either way. But I still don't like being placed at five. Um, I, I, 
the, the nice thing team. is that because it's a redraft and it's only a 15 uh, player league rather than our 28 player dynasty leagues, we can just rattle through the teams quickly. I know you went over years pretty quickly. So uh, my team, Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, or is it Anthony Gibson? No, it's Antonio. Antonio Gibson. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Brandon Ayuk, Travis Etienne, Curtis Samuel, Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney. Uh, quarterbacks is where it gets a little tough. Derek Carr, Zach Wilson, Tyrod Taylor, and then tight end is tough as well with Jared Cook. But I have the Rams defense. So I think overall it's a pretty good team. I, For me, I don't know about you, but I know I asked Graham and Cam. They said they felt the same way. It was going really well in the beginning. Like first five, six picks, you're feeling it. You're like, dude, my team is money. And then you start getting later on and later on. You're like, man, I'm not liking my team as much. And for me, it wasn't a case of, oh my gosh, that guy just took someone after me that I should have took. Like, I didn't have any of those where I was like, oh, damn, I wish I, no. But the guys I did want, they went before me. So I was unsatisfied because I already made up this whole mock of what my team would look like, but I couldn't get those guys. So uh, was it it similar to you where you just weren't happy towards the end of the draft or were you feeling good all the way through? So here's exactly how everything went down for me. My first five picks went pretty much according to plan. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't draft Chris Godwin a lot. Um, I, I just happened to get him in the fifth round. Though I think it was a great value. So it happened to work out the way, you know, better. I took different guys there, but you know, like other, other than that, my first five picks were pretty much about as on schedules. I wanted to be kind of in that same range. And then, you know, my sixth round, the two guys I was looking at really were Kyle Pitts and Trevor Lawrence when the two picks beforehand. So yeah, well shoot. Now I now I got a transition, but I still got Matt Ryan at, at that spot and Superflex is awesome value. And really, I, I just, I kept on rolling really the, when it really started, like, Kind of being, I don't know how I feel about the rest of this. Was you know, in my Alexander Madison pick in the 12th round, I wasn't really looking to handcuff, but value at that point, there was just no one else I liked good enough. So, like, all right, you know, I'll just grab Dalvin Cook's handcuff real quick. Um, and then from there, we, you know, we took defenses in the freaking 13th round yeah. in our league this year. So, that so that changed a little bit of everything, too. But yeah, for the most part, I was pretty like on plan. Cam asked me, he's like, when do you plan on taking defense? I'm like, defenses don't usually go until the last round, but. Then I fumbled the bag with quarterback and tight end and in a super flex, you don't necessarily want to fumble the bag with quarterback, but I do have to say I feel all right because I've got three players, uh, one currently in my super flex spot and two on my bench that are all projected over 13 points and they're not quarterbacks. So they could have quarterback like numbers without being an actual quarterback. So I feel all right, but because I fumbled the quarterback position and the tight end position, I could not fumbled the defense so I took it yeah. I took nice and early 13th or 13th round so got the Rams defense because that's who I think has the best defense but I do have to say Chase I am very happy that we talked about uh, Chris Godwin Mike Evans we took both in the fifth round uh, I got Evans you got Godwin two phenomenal wide receivers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the reigning Lombardi champs and this is a Tampa show so Hard to sure. hard to not talk about the two studs. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And yeah, as you mentioned, we just happened to both get them. So, so funny enough. And I think great values get both those guys in the fifth round. Um, both of them, I legitimately think can finish the wide receiver ones again this year. So I, I really love that. I think you have, I don't think it's impossible. for. It's not likely for Brandon Ayuk, but I don't think it's impossible. You have four guys I really like to finish as wide receiver ones this year. Or three guys I really, really like. And then I like Ayuk as a sleeper type candidate. And, you know, I've, I think I've got three guys in that range. So, 
you know, you're like Mike Evans, just just kind of the cherry on top to you already getting Calvin Ridley and Robert Woods, because I am super high on Robert Woods. Uh, yeah, yeah I, your, your receiver core is very nice. I got to ask. I took Calvin Ridley above DeAndre Hopkins. Do you like that? Do you hate that? What are your thoughts? I had Ridley ranked above DeAndre Hopkins. Damn. So did I. So that, that, yeah. that's why I went up, yeah. obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, I, if I was going to be honest, though. I did have Darren Waller ranked above Calvin Ridley, though, too. I had, I had Waller and Kelsey both really high this year. Um, I, Kelsey was my first, like, pass-catching option I would have taken. Um, and then Waller was, like, my third or fourth, um, whatever it was. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. So I, I might have gone Waller there instead, but at the end of the day, it's still a tremendous receiver group you got. I was hoping that Kelsey was going to make it back to me. It didn't happen. Oh, he, he got picked 14th it, overall, but yeah, if Kelsey was available for my second round pick, he, he was doing that. I was taking him in about 80% of mock drafts because he was kept getting back to me. It's like, okay, this is, this is an easy start for me. Oh, absolutely. No brainer. But, uh, that's, that's kind of what was happening with our fantasy draft. Um, John Dowell, he's never been on the bullets broadcast. He's been on WNP though, before he didn't come to the draft and that's no one's fault, but chases. <laughs> uh, oh, because I gave him five weeks notice <laughs> and then three and a half weeks and then three weeks and then two and a half weeks and then two weeks. Yeah. And then a week. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to auto draft a couple and uh, surprisingly, the auto draft picks were better than his regular picks. Yeah. So so we use sleeper um, and sleeper how I was doing it. I had the like draft go as schedule because you can't just do like an offline draft on sleeper, but you could just type in, you know, picks as the go or afterwards. So I was just updating each pick as it was going on. So he could still hop in and draft from wherever he was. I think he was working right now. Um, so he was able to kind of make some of his picks. Um, he, I legit think his auto picks, auto draft picks were the only picks that were like solid value. Everything else was just like, like, like icky. Like I like Michael Thomas as a, like a fantasy option. If he's healthy and Drew Brees is a quarterback, I don't like him in the sixth round when he's going to be missing the first six weeks and has either Jameis or Taysom. Yeah. And he's disgruntled with the whole Saints org. So yeah, that's no fun. But he got Will Fuller in like the ninth or tenth, which was an auto pick. And yeah, that's phenomenal nice value. value. Marvin Jones, the 13th, could be really nice value too. auto pick. Yeah. John in the 14th, another auto pick. Right. And then Larry. Fitz. Yeah. The- <laughs> Yeah, the legend. I I, I text him. I text him. Hey, hey, we're giving you Larry, and you can pick up a defense. Uh, Drew and Ryan today. He just types back WTF. <laughs> I told he's, you he's he not happy. Be happy. Yeah, I know. I told him I'll just add a defense on his team. Tell me who he wants. He doesn't get back to me yet. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. His fault for not no, coming. No de- Yeah. No defense went after anyway. So he still he still had the same like like pick of the letter regardless. So it doesn't matter. Well, Chase, we talked about how fantasy hockey. Not our favorite. We've talked about that in a couple different shows on here. Why is fantasy football our favorite? See, here's the thing in fantasy football. Um, it, football, you only get games. Like, you get one game a week per team. So, it's less, you know, having to update your lineup. You, you can do your lineups on Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays. And you really need to do them on Mondays because you just got to do them on Thursdays and Sundays and you're good to go. So, you only got to do your lineups a couple times a week. Um, you know, it's there's a lot more tracking on injuries. You know when guys are playing when not. You don't have to figure out if a goalie's going to start or not. You don't have to... Figure out what you know what this defenseman or forward might do. Like odds are, the guys that are starting for you are going to be putting up some sort of points anyway. So you can pretty much rely on everybody you're starting. It's just a so much more enjoyable format than fantasy hockey, which just feels like a chore to me more than like you know enjoyment. I agree. And when it comes to fantasy hockey and fantasy baseball and in fantasy basketball, there's times where players just they they take a rest. They take a rest day. They take a C. They don't play the game, and you got to keep up with that too. And that's just annoying. You don't want to have to 
just go in every single day and up update and oh you got two injuries tonight so you got to go to the waiver wire oh wait these guys aren't gonna be playing for another two weeks because they're injured to, like i don't know it it feels like so much and i also feel like there's not as much satisfaction when you find like a deep sleeper like you find a deep sleeper yeah. in fantasy football it's phenomenal like james robinson last year you picked him up in one of the leagues you did great with him same with Alec. He picked him up in... Did he pick him up in my league? And you picked yep. him up in Johnny's league? Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, both of you guys were very happy with that pickup. Uh, you weren't as happy when the Jags decided to draft Travis Etienne. But during the season, it was awesome because you found that deep sleeper. Yeah, it, it was great. And he's still going to be a good fantasy option. He's not going to be what he was last year. But he's still going to be someone you can start every week and, and be just fine with. So... Um, and he was literally an undrafted player. You get, I got him for a free agent pickup. Um, like, like, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. And fantasy football, we talk about it a ton on our other show, which is we're not professionals. Uh, we got that YouTube, Spotify, all that. So if you want to check out any of our fantasy football stuff or just regular football stuff, you can check us out over there. But Chase, finally, let's quickly talk about preseason week one happened this weekend. We saw the hall of fame game last weekend, but it really, really wasn't much. So we finally found a full slate of games this weekend. Saw a lot of teams. Did get to see some starters like Tom Brady. He played a series for the Bucks. Not sure why. But what were some standout moments, I guess, for you in this preseason? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple plays that, you know, that come to mind. Um, you know, the one that really started off the whole kind of weekend was the Ramondre Stevenson. I think it was 92-yard touchdown run, 91, whatever it was. Um, you know, that, that was a nice run break off. Uh, just today, Chuba Hubbard, he had a pretty good run, too. So it was a lot of running backs making good impressions from what I, from what I noticed. Uh, you know, a couple of QBs flashing. Trey Lance had a, had a nice deep throw. Mike's going to talk about, oh, his stats were so bad. Well, his receivers were dropping everything, apparently. You know, I couldn't see the game, so who, who knows? But, um, you know, like the, I think... A pretty good amount of rookies ended up doing pretty well, and uh, sometimes rookies like struggle a little bit in uh, the preseason because it's their first, you know, NFL action, just adjusting your things. But I, th- I feel like this batch of rookies has been doing pretty well, and there's been some kind of sleeper guys that have been performing too. So it's been pretty exciting. I think that's a great point because I feel like most of the excitement I've been hearing is from rookies specifically. Trey Lance, he had that big yeah. play. Uh, Justin Fields, he had a really good game. Zach Wilson had some pretty good throws that I know some people were hyping up on Twitter. Mac Jones, I think he was ranked the third highest PFF grade when it comes to that specific game that the Patriots were in. So a lot of rookie hype. And then me, I'm a Bengals fan, unfortunately. Uh, Joseph Asai, our third-round pick. He had a sack and was the highest graded or the second highest graded player uh, in that game, only behind an undrafted free agent rookie. So uh, a lot of excitement around some young kids, and that's fun to see. I wouldn't say there was a lot of excitement around the Lions young guys, except for maybe Amon Ra. And whatever, uh, like a Craig Reynolds, the running back who introduced himself in the huddle, had a big game. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was really Amon Ra. He he was looking sharp out there with the first team, uh, you know, and that's cool to see because he could really get some decent playing time this year. Um, I think he kind of has to just based on the talent that's around him. Um, you know, who knows how like effective he's going to be as as a rookie in a probably suspect passing offense. But it's gonna be fun to watch. Chase, you frequent Lions games quite a bit. However, last year, not able to do that. 
This year, you were able to go to the first Lions preseason game. How did that feel? It was great to be back there. I love Ford Field. It's a good atmosphere. It is, um, you know, it's not always the best football, but it's a great group of football fans. So it, it's always a good time. Um, it's always expensive, just like every you know sports venue is. But I love going to Ford Field. Football games are the best. I, I'd love to oh, get yeah. back over to Cincinnati. Uh, there's been talk about going and checking out uh, Allegiant Stadium over in Las Vegas for the Bengals Looks Raiders so cool. game. That'd be awesome. Uh, but uh, a lot of money. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see about that. But yeah, that's that's kind of our football talk, kind of our episode for the day. Uh, if you're interested in hearing some more of our football talk, we've done division predictions. We've done hot takes. We got a college football episode coming out this upcoming week. So we got a lot of stuff over on We're Not Professionals. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. Um, but that is going to do it for this episode. But even though it was kind of a football-based show, we still have Hockey Name of the Day. Yeah, we do. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh Okay, so I'm guessing that's <laughs> got to be a silent N. That's got to be a silent N. Uh, Kasanathi Fowler. Nail it? Did I nail it? Can I, can I be 100% honest with you? Yes. I could not find anywhere how to pronounce this name. So I nailed I, it. So as far as I know... <laughs> Yeah, you nailed it. Um, he he all he goes by um as I think it's also known as an elite press release is um Unathi Fowler, so U N A T H I. I would assume it's pronounced Fowler. Could be Fowler because he is Swiss, so it's a Germanic language. I just I don't know if that name is necessarily Germanic. It sounds more of of, of an African name. Don't have a picture on the guy. I don't know um its ethnicity, but yeah. Either way, uh, Kosanathi, Kosanathi, Kosanathi. I who knows. Um, regardless, this guy is a twenty year old. Defenseman slash forward out of Switzerland. Oh, so he was born in in South Africa, actually Johannesburg, South Africa. So there we go. Um, he's six foot one eighty one. Uh, he you know he plays in Switzerland. He kind of represents Switzerland right now too. He's probably grown up there for most of his life. Uh, he plays in a pretty low league over there, but you know he, he's just got the most interesting name that I've seen in quite a bit. It's a really interesting name, but come on, Chase, you got to do you got to do better than that. I just nailed that, even though we don't know the right <laughs> the right pronunciation. But I nailed yeah, it. He, he he plays in too low of a league for me to easily find it. So you know, if someone might have heard of this guy somehow and knows how to say it, please let us know because I would love to know. Yeah, that'd be really cool. All right, well that's gonna do it for this episode, Chase. If you can hit him with an outro, I would absolutely love that. I can do that. It's always one thing you guys for listening. If you want to support us on Patreon, check us out over there. We'd appreciate it. Just to get some more exclusive content from the network. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow us, or you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, excuse me, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. All right, follow, follow us at WMP Sports Pod, at WMP Sports Pod. There you're getting the, you know, Bolts Broadcast, you're getting your hockey talk, the Hockey Podcast Network, you're getting, you know, all, all, sort, all sorts of shiznit. We're, we're just a great group of people, a great group of podcasts. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. Make sure to check everything out. And then, of course, at WNP, you're going to be getting, you know, football talk. We, you know, we're going to be doing weekly football shows during the season, so you're going to want to be able to listen to that. Uh, make sure you go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Make sure you go check out the blogs as well. We got some great blogs up there that you might as well read because they're the greatest things ever. Uh, while you're at it, you know, if you could raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, uh, we'd appreciate it. And do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.